Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, alternative medicine practitioner, retired chiropractor, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley. I'm really excited to be joined today by Dr. Melissa McCreary, who is a clinical psychologist who specializes in untangling the three O's that ambush successful high-performing women, and those would be overwhelm, overload, and overeating. She helps women all over the world who uh, end struggles with food and the scale through her private and group coaching programs at toomuchonherplate.com. She's the author of The Emotional Eating Rescue Plan for Smart, Busy Women and the creator of Your Missing Piece, the online group coaching program dedicated to helping women rewire and reclaim their relationship with food in a way that lasts. So Dr. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for you to be here. We were joking earlier that we both have three O's. <laughs> now we talk about things. So I talk about overwhelm, overworked, and overweight, and you are. I think the you know smart, busy women have lots of O's. Yeah, <laughs> overwhelm and overeating over here. So yeah, there we go. So you know they all relate on some level. Um, and and you know I'm excited to the over eating and stress eating and emotional eating is something that I think plagues so many of us. And I know it's been something I've dealt with over, you know, time and just kind of the stories and stuff we can make up in our head about why we're doing it. So I'm excited to dive into that conversation with you. Um, but before we do, I love to know, just kind of, I, I like my guests to share how they got into doing what they do. So what, what led you to this point? The well, so I'm a psychologist, so I'll always think, okay, so where is the starting point, right? <laughs> um, but uh, since I've been, you know, I became a psychologist and I've spent my whole professional career working with women around food and eating and weight and bodies and stress. And I mean, every kind of combination that you can think of about that. And um, I was in private practice for many years as a therapist. I transitioned out of that um, and moved into what I'm doing now because, well, because of what I'm passionate about, which is I, I hadn't realized until I started doing this work, how much people's mindset around battles with food and around um, overeating were focused on control. And this idea that the, the dream outcome is to be in control and to win a struggle or to be doing good, or to so then, and then there's perfectionism, you know, get it perfect. And um, and what I know to be true, uh, because I have done it, I've helped my clients do it, is is that there is a way to dissolve the struggles, right? There's a way to end the struggles. There is a way to um, move on from this stuff. And I was seeing client after client who that just wasn't a part of what they had been taught. And it wasn't a part of the, what they were what they were reading from experts and what they were coming in with with goals. And it just made me so mad, right? Because the other thing that I hear from women all the time is um, how tired they are of this stuff taking up space in their brain. 
right? The time and the energy and the mental energy, just the fatigue of that. And I've had so many clients say to me, you know, I just wish I could never think about this again. And there is a way to move on from it. So that's, that's when I made the shift in my career. And that's really why I do what I do today. Awesome. And I, you know, it is such a need and I'm so glad that you're in that space because I think my, my work tends to be a bit more generalized, but like the specific issue and just our relationship with food and I'm, you know, becoming more and more aware of it with my clients and with myself and, and just like how we actually transform that. Cause yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's totally possible, but it takes something to, to get there. So. Well, an interesting thing, um, when, because like I said, from the beginning of my practice, I was working with um, food issues and eating disorders and overeating. And once you have that on your specialty list as a therapist, it really, what I found was it really doesn't matter what a client was coming to see me for. Um, and I'm thinking of, I'm speaking particularly about women, um, but people would tell me about their issues with food, right? I'm not here for this, but, or like, and stuff that they had never told anybody before. People don't, women don't talk about their relationship with food. And particularly, I think high achieving women don't talk about their struggles. Um, there's so much shame attached and so many stories that uh, we've come to believe that somehow we should have figured this out or we should know how to do this or we shouldn't be, we should have fixed this by now, right? And so it's it's interesting because I, I too work with lots of highly capable women and I feel like this is this one area where there is so much shame and um, such a sense of where, where people really get um, uh, disconnected from their own sense of competence and confidence in themselves. Yeah, I agree uh, in a big way. Just, you know, use my personal example, but I, over the last several years, I started just putting on weight and I, you know, couldn't figure it out. And it, it completely like made me weird about food, even though I, I know all this stuff and I help other women lose weight. I, I was really struggling. And so I can see, you know, a lot of that, like it shook my confidence as a coach and as a practitioner and as a, you know, as a wife, as like all of these things, I, I just, I can totally see that. So I'm being raw and real with all these listeners here. You know, if you're in that place, know that there, there is a path forward and a, a way out. Um, and I think it starts and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, part of it is just acknowledging it to ourselves first, right. That there's something there to, to work. Through. This isn't working for me. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think that kind of, um, I think there are two pieces. I think one is, okay, what's, what's happening isn't working for me. And I think what the, the place that people kind of veer off and get lost in that is feeling um, is, is going back into that self blame and guilt and frustration and okay, well, if it's not working for me and if I don't like it, why don't I just knock it off or why can't I fix this? Or it's so simple. I should just change my eating or I just need to go out for a walk or I just need to like, we, we have we have so much information in our heads of you know <laughs> other people's advice about what oh, yeah. we should be doing right and it's so easy to just end up in this dead end of well i'm just lazy or i just don't have any willpower or um there's just something wrong with me i'm broken um and that's not true i think i think that there are two things the first piece is acknowledging that something's going on and the second piece is um beginning from a place that I, I, 
every time we eat, we eat for a reason, mm-hmm. right? There is always a reason that we reach for something for, to eat. And if it's not hunger, it isn't, it isn't that you are defective or that you are somebody who has suddenly lost your willpower, even though you managed to accomplish all sorts of amazing things <laughs> in the rest of your life, right? There's a reason that this is going on. And I don't think we've been really taught to have compassion and respect for that, mm-hmm. and which is what it takes to be able to be curious about what's going on so that you can take care of it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in addition to that, like we've been taught, I've been thinking a lot about this, you know, just how food exists in our culture. And, you know, it's like, we celebrate, it's let's eat the cake, let's do the thing. It's like, we had a bad day, let's eat the cake, let's do the, like the pint of ice cream, whatever. And, you know, it's kind of to get to what you're pointing to, it's like recognizing that patterning and then seeing how we've twisted it into being something completely unhealthy. Um, it's everywhere. Food is everywhere. And I particularly um, for smart, busy women, it is such an easy, quick band-aid for so many situations. Um, one of I talk a lot about hidden hungers, which are is the term I use for the reasons that food is so attractive to us or the reason that you're overeating. And for women, there are a handful of these hidden hungers that travel together. But when you think about um, you, you're low on energy. It's so easy to grab something to eat, right? To perk yourself up or you're exhausted. You're low on sleep. It's so easy to reach for something to eat or you're stressed out and you don't know what to do about it. So we do chocolate or, you know, you feel overwhelmed and you don't feel like you can take on one more thing. And you got some big, huge, you know, emotion that comes up that you just like to not deal with, or you don't feel like you can deal with right now. And, and all of these things come together and then they they impact each other, right? And they create this, um, I talk about vicious cycles, but I think it starts to feel like this big old tangled up mess in our heads of <laughs> all these reasons why it is so easy to reach for something to eat. And it can become really confusing about how to start to untangle that and, and break the cycle. Yeah. yeah. Something I've been curious about, maybe you have some insight here is, you know, I've heard from others that I've either learned from or followed, you know, around kind of our psychology with eating. And obviously this is like more your realm, but is, you know, often there's a need that we have that we're trying to fill with food and, you know, part of breaking that, I don't know if you have any tips or or tricks around, like, how do you start to interrupt that patterning or like just have enough aware, a lot of it with high-performing women, I feel like is we're so go, go, go. We're not really aware of ourselves or, that it's what we're doing. And so like tuning into, okay, like what need emotionally am I trying to feel right now? It's, it can be really hard. Like I'm still learning this for myself, but I don't know what insight you have around that. Some of the insights are so simple that people roll their eyes when they hear them, but we don't (laughs) exactly like you said, we don't do them. And I think for so many busy women, we are leading these lives where, um, of overlapping. Everything is overlapping, right? And especially now with technology, especially if if you're especially if you're working now from home or you're on Zoom all the time. I mean, you are ending one meeting while another one is starting, or maybe you're on two meetings at once, or you're doing a meeting while you're helping somebody with their homework and while you're I mean, and so this we get into reaction mode. We get into putting out fire mode. And it is impossible to be connected to ourselves yeah. if 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 we aren't, 
right? Um, it is, and I, I'll often ask clients like, when was the last time you just stopped and took a breath and ask yourself, what is going on inside of me? Right? What do I know about how I'm feeling in my body or what kind of feelings, emotions that I have? What do I know about what I need? Those are muscles that um, a lot of busy women aren't, I haven't exercised in a long time. And so when they ask those questions, they come up blank. Um, so the first, the first step, I think, is really giving yourself permission to pause. And pause doesn't mean you have to take a half day off, but even 30 seconds, taking a deep breath and just noticing that your shoulders are up around your ears, right? right. Or just noticing that you are you know, clenching your jaw or, you know, a lot of, a lot of women who are, in who are in battles with food are, when they stop and pause, you, there are certain times a day where you, where you will notice that you are truly ravenous. You've been so busy. You haven't taken time to eat. Yeah. And then that sets up that whole low blood sugar, low blood sugar cycle and, and exhaustion cycle. And it just sets you up for a binge or for being in a place where you just don't have the capacity to even make choices because um, you're at the end of your rope. Right. So taking a pause is the first thing. Um, and moving really, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but moving out of that cycle of all the answers are there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Um, self blame closes the door to curiosity. You know, if, if once you've decided this is just because I'm a bad person or it's just because I'm lazy or it's just because I have no discipline, you've already answered the question for yourself. And so there isn't your brain doesn't have the ability to to be curious or to look for that what you were talking about, right, Alex, what's really going on? What, yeah. what is going on? Why am I having this craving? Why did I binge this afternoon? Why can I not get chocolate off my mind right now? Um, if we've already decided there isn't any room for growth or learning. And so then we, we just perpetuate the cycle. I love that. I'm going to have to go back and write down what you just said, but I think it was self-blame closes the door to curiosity. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah, that's I, powerful. I think it's the opposite. Yeah. 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 That's very, and you know, I've, I've found just in my own journey, like I, have been sharing on the show. I, I finally figured out what my issues were and have lost about 25 pounds since March. But a lot of that came from like that open curiosity, kind of like you, you know, being able to detach from blame or guilt or that conversation running in my head and just kind of observe like, Hmm, isn't that interesting? Like, you know, yeah. craving this right now. Why, why is that? Like, What's going uh, on? Yeah. And I think what happens too, for a lot of women is that, um, when you start to look at that, which can be so powerful, it can also be overwhelming because for a lot of women, there are a lot of things going on, right? Yeah. There's, there is overload and there is overwhelm and there is, maybe you are sleep deprived and there is. And so, um, and when you combine that with a high achieving brain, uh, the, the, <laughs> the tendency is to feel like it's it's just too big and you see the whole forest and you want to take care of every single one of the trees and I don't know where to start and that feels overwhelming and so it can become a cycle of overeating right there right it's, yeah um, and so figuring out how to break that down which is one of the reasons I'm to come back to this whole hidden hungers thing um, I think it's really important to be able to stop and pause and identify a place to start, right? Um, because if you are stressed, or if you know you're an emotional eater, and you're busy, 
And I mean, you're, you're already starting to come up with a number of reasons, right? That you right. might be reaching for food at the end of the day or having that bowl of ice cream before you go to bed or the pint of ice cream before you go to bed. And so being able to, to stop and pick one place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and start taking one step. I think that's another important piece. I do, I work a lot with women around rewiring, brain rewiring and rewiring thoughts. Yeah. And, and um, really backing away from the idea that I have to change everything at once, right? Mm-hmm. Because one change starts to not just rewire the connections that you're making with your thoughts, but one change really does change cycles, you know, multiple yeah. cycles. It starts, it has a reverberating effect. I don't know if I said that in a way that makes sense, but. No, it does. It's, I mean, I think it's like a chain reaction. So you have to yeah. start somewhere, but it does start to trickle into other areas of life as you, as you move forward. So I, I got it from what you said. <laughs> well, and like yeah. you were saying um, about your experience, just asking the question, right? Isn't it, And from that place of, huh, is that, aren't I adorable? What did I just do there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was really sweet what I just did. What was that about? <laughs> Yeah. And I think, you know, when you get to that place too, it's, there's some freedom that comes there. I think like ultimately, you know, we're talking, I think where you're getting with is like a a freedom in our relationship with food. Cause either we're, you know, we're binging, we're not thinking about it. And then we're beating ourselves up, feeling guilty, all of those things. And we might be making a choice, but we also feel like we're at don't have control over that choice. And so I think when you start getting curious, I might twist myself up trying to get to where I'm getting to, but you know, there's, there becomes like, we have this awareness of like, okay, I could choose that or I could choose this. And I found, you know, my own journey, like I'm not as, I, I lost weight by transforming my diet, but even when I make make a decision, like there's a, a conscious decision. If I eat chocolate or, you know, when I, when I have my period, like I, I know that I'm going to, eat chocolate like that's that just it's a thing it's 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 a symptom I have of having my period and but I'm okay with that now it's not like I'm driven Mm -hmm. by that and sometimes I do it and sometimes I don't and it's like but it's not like this you know crazy pressing in like oh my gosh I need the chocolate right now or I'm gonna you know that kind of emotion and so I think those little it's those little shifts that start to transform our internal dialogue and create some freedom honestly well, I think what you just said is so powerful because it comes from a place of making choices mm-hmm. and for for women who are stuck in cycles with overeating and emotional eating I think what is true for so many people is that you're telling yourself you're making a choice you're making bad choices you're telling yourself but it doesn't feel like a choice right. it feels like either submitting to a long to-do list of shoulds or pushing back against a long to-do list of shoulds. And, you know, one of the things that I, um, tell me what you think about this, but I I do think there's this place that the wellness industry is really stuck. (laughs) It's a very old fashioned, you know, in, I work with lots of people who are in the corporate world doing all sorts of, you know, self-assessment and strength assessments and looking at their own unique style. And I feel like, the wellness community is just absolutely stuck in telling people how they should do things. Yes. Um, Especially when it comes to food, it's like, well, this worked for me, or here's this protocol, or here's this thing that we, we think you should do. And um, there's just such a shortage of helping women reconnect 
because I think the diet industry helps us lose it, reconnect with their own wisdom and mm-hmm. really run all this information through a filter of what they know about themselves, um, yeah. what works for me, because I've been doing this long enough to know there is not one way of eating that works for everybody. Um, absolutely not. And there, you know, but I think that that's a lot of the struggle and the stress and the overwhelm is information overload and then shooting yourself about, yeah, why can't I make this work? I, uh, shortly before we were recording this, I recorded another interview where we talked about how you need to stop shooting yourself. (laughs) 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 You probably know who she is actually. um, So that continues into this episode. And, you know, I think you're, you should stop shooting shooting yourself. (laughs) 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 We need to trademark that or something. (laughs) But, But, you know, it's so true. And like the health and wellness industry, I like means well, but I think there's so much that's lost and there's so much, it's still like, you know, you're, you're having to follow XYZ diet or, you know, do this. And a lot of that becomes about willpower and not about really understanding yourself. And so ultimately it fails. And, you know, rather than what you and I are talking about, and and I share a lot about this, like rather than trying to fit into someone else's mold, we really need to just look back inside and, and get to know ourselves and like what we need and, and observe like, okay, this food makes me feel like this, or this is, you know, this is the emotion that has me reaching for this or, you know, just start to observe those things and you will find much more freedom and much more success, I think, in actually moving forward and seeing results. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole process of learning how to listen to yourself again and which goes back to pausing, like we were talking right. about, right? If you're so busy and uh, racing from thing to thing, how can you trust yourself? Cause you can't listen to yourself. Cause you, you, there isn't any space to pay attention to what you need. Um, but all of that then leads to being able to start making promises to yourself that you can keep with food that are choices. They're not shoulds. They're not some rules that you feel like restricted by or deprived by or oppressed by they're your own choices and choices just are so much more empowered. They are. I was about to say, like, that's really empowering, you know, yeah. a choice in what you put in your body. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't think I, I know that so many people who are stuck in these patterns don't feel empowered, right? They just, yeah. it's, it's so heavy and so restrictive. And, yeah. um, and that's why I love to, to have conversations like this because it's so important to underline there is a way out of this. It's not even just about getting it in control. It's like just stepping out of the cycle and leaving it behind. Yeah, absolutely. And so we've touched on, I mean, and you said the ways are really simplistic and I I find this with a lot of women I work with, it's like, no, managing stress is really simplistic, like breathe, you know? Um, So we have like the pause or are there any other like super simple things that, we can start doing just to bring that, bring our sight, I guess, back inside. I think, um, so I, I think a lot about um, three big pieces. You know, one is our mindset. I do a lot of work with my clients around mindset. And so it's really um, giving yourself permission to look at the stories that you're telling yourself about, about, about food and about, um, what eating does for you and also about what you're capable of, you know, and, or, or, or 
um, the negative weight that you're putting on yourself, like this is going to be miserable. If I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to have to give up everything I love, or <laughs> this will be something that I'll always struggle with. So really looking at the ways that you are empowering yourself or you're holding yourself back. Um, and then I think the second piece is, okay, so what do I do with food? Um, what are the things being honest with yourself, uh, you know, downloading all that crap you've got in your brain and really being honest with yourself about, okay, what do I know is not for me? What do I know just sets off my inner rebel? <laughs> it's, you know, it's not, what do I know is the food plan that I keep telling myself I should do that I am never in a million years going to stick with, right? What can I let go of? And then what do I know about what works for me? And what that's the way to create food freedom is to really figure out a way of eating that works for you. And we're smart enough to collect the information, but we have to run it through our own filter. And then I think the third piece is being honest, instead of self-blame, they are starting to be honest and curious about the reasons that you have been stuck in these cycles, the reasons that the things you've tried in the past haven't worked. Um, do you, you know, have you been trying to do something that doesn't fit with your lifestyle or with your schedule? Or do you have some perfectionism that keeps <laughs> telling you you have to start all over at the beginning again, right? Or um, are, are you a, a round peg trying to smash yourself into a triangular hole? Like, so really looking at those three pieces, um, which, which is really important to do before you start deciding what am I going to eat? Yeah, I think, and that's, you know, and that can take a while just to weed through, like really tuning into yourself in that way um, and all that. And you brought up a really great point. So I, I find this with a lot of women I work with and you probably have too, you know, they they do really well for a while because I, I do a lot with nutrition and, you know, we, we try to do it in a way that it's not willpower and we're adding good stuff. Like, and this is something you can take on, like add some vegetables to your life before you try to eliminate anything, just like add some of the good stuff in there. But, you know, they'll get to a point where maybe they have a, a trip for work or for, you know, pleasure or whatever. And they fall off the wagon. And so they're like, well, I'm, I screwed up and I'm just, I have to start all over and, and I'm there. And it's about, and I think this is a very high performing thing. It's like, if we don't do it perfectly all the time, it's like we've, we're failures and we aren't moving forward. And that's actually not true. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and the other part of perfectionism, which is so, um, I call it sneaky perfectionism is kind of this belief that when we we get ourselves under control, whatever that is, right. um, somehow our life is going to transform into this perfect life. So I talked to a lot, you know, I work with a lot of women who, um, you know, especially before the pandemic, traveled a lot for work. And they, they could recite this lovely plan of what they were going to do with all sorts of things from their eating to their journaling to their whatever. And I'd say, well, what about when you travel? And then, it's just like not a, like somehow our, our <laughs> brains like to tell us that somehow if we get things in some kind of mythical order, we won't need strategies for outline, you know, times that are outliers, even if those outliers are every two weeks, right? <laughs> we just, right. Um, yeah. We need a plan that fits us for yeah. this, you know, food is important. It is such a big part of your life and to really have a plan that fits you and fits the circumstances of your life. And that brings you joy. Yeah. And I, I recorded something about traveling. I don't remember where, but um, I don't think it was for the podcast, but you know, I talked about if we fail the plan, we basically plan to fail. And, and that can mean like 
you know, okay, you don't want to follow some strict diet while you're out traveling, then don't <laughs> just, you know, plan that that time is, is a vacation from whatever you're doing and, and, you know, do what you want, but then don't make yourself guilty for making that choice. Like it's, it's again, it's all coming down to, to choices. So you need to have a plan that fits yeah. you and that you can embrace without all the negative self-talk that we yeah. I love to ask clients like, you know, so when you get on the plane to come home and you lean back in your seat, how do you want to feel? Right. How do you, how do you, what do you want to have be taking home with you? And it's, so it's not, you know, I didn't eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are the experiences you want to have had? And, and that often, at, like, like you were saying, there's a domino effect. Well, I want to feel relaxed. Okay. What's it going to take to relax? I don't want to feel like, you know, bloated and mad at myself. Okay. What's involved in that? Like, what is, you can start to paint a picture if you can look at your future self and see what's going to light her up. What's going to feel like a great vacation or a great business, you know, successful um, bunch of business travel that you had to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when we're clear on that, we can actually find that place. Like there's so much peace in just being, you know, having that choice, I guess, is what we, yeah. what it all comes down to. Um, so any, any other tips that you can offer around this? Emotion? Well, it is, it is, it is a process and it's a process of, for most, for most people, it's a process, it's a shift in your brain. Um, this whole, it sounds so simple, right? To say, be curious, be kind yeah. to yourself, take some space. But, but I think it, we got to be honest that for most people, um, the issues around food and overeating and emotional eating, you, you've got all these, these, this wiring in your brain. That's like, but what should I eat? But what do I need to do? But what should I throw out of my kitchen? But what, you know, how do I get started? Um, and so take a deep breath would be the first thing. Um, yeah. If it would be helpful, we've got a free quiz on my website, which is the Hidden Hungers quiz, and you can go and take that, um, and it will tell you what your primary hidden hunger is, and it'll give you some simple, doable, okay, this is the first step. For you, this is the first step. Yes, there are all these hungers go together. You can have stress, and you can have emotional eating, and you can be tired, and you can have all these things, and for you, start here. Just do this one thing, um, and I think that's important because over overwhelm overload and overeating they do go together and they they do all intensify each other and so letting it be simple and just you know giving yourself permission to take a small step and giving yourself permission to let it count i think is huge absolutely that's really powerful letting it count it's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> so hard. Your brain doesn't I mean just evolutionarily our brain doesn't want to do that. Right? Yeah. Our brain just wants Yeah, but so what about Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, like let it count. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead um where can women connect with you? Obviously, you have the quiz on your website, so I'll put that in the Yeah. If you, so the website is too much on her plate.com, so it's T O O too much on her plate.com and if you go there um, the quiz is right there. You can take the quiz. Um, it's absolutely free. Um, you'll get your you'll get your results and then uh, some resources that go specifically for your results. Um, and I think that's a great place to start. Yeah, you don't have to do fifty million things, 
Um, <laughs> one thing, one thing, give yourself 30 seconds to take a deep breath at least once yeah. today, right? Yeah, those are great. I love it. And, you know, and I know it sounds so simplistic. Like I went through a whole phase of, as a practitioner, feeling like, oh, people need more. But no, we don't need more. <laughs> you need to step back and, and really just take the time. Yeah, we don't need more stress. We absolutely don't need more stress. That's part of the problem. Yes, <laughs> yeah. big part. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, any last pieces of advice you'd like to share with us before we wrap up? I think I think this is good, right? I, I think you know it's like, but what else? What should? I, but what should I do about the food? Yeah. Just take a breath. Pause. <laughs> pause. Curious, take a breath. <laughs> Let this be enough. This is, yeah. You can be full right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, on that note, when this ends pause, take your 30 seconds and just breathe. That's our advice. Well, Dr. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your knowledge around this. Oh, it's been fun. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I will select one lucky subscriber to receive a special Impeccable Health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me at www.emergentwomenih.com for even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.